1: Well, welcome to Sport on here on Money FM eighty nine point three, and we have with us right now the sports uh, podcasters from the Straits Times. We have their own uh, sports uh, podcast called Game of Two Halves. I'm Bernard Lim, with me our assistant sports editor Rohit Bridgnath, and also sports correspondent Sazali Abdul Aziz. Welcome back to the studio, guys. Hi, Bernard. Good to be hey, here. Good to be here. <laughs> good to see. Not seen for a while, yeah. Uh, okay, today we're going to debate about Singapore. Uh, whether can, can Singapore be considered a sporting nation? I mean, uh, also take stock of the English Premier league, some exciting games last night and this is around about half term as well and also look at racism in football Okay gentlemen, both of you worked uh, hard to prepare a two-page uh, inside piece on w- whether Singapore can be considered a sporting nation over the weekend, this especially after the SEA Games I suppose Well, You spoke to experts in several fields as well as some key figures in the local sports scene, can you tell us what people uh, were saying?
0: Yeah, so we did a big picture story at uh, Looking at the sports scene in Singapore, I think, as you mentioned, you know, coming on the off the back of a pretty successful SEA Games in the Philippines, um, and also because of you know a few other sports events that have been in 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 the news, you know, for example, the Standard Chartered Marathon, you know, people were upset at road closures and so on. So we we decided to explore, you know, what what this term means, sports nation, because Go Chok Tong, you know, in two thousand one, outlined plans for for Singapore to become a more sporting Singapore. It's been almost twenty years. Uh, we thought it would be interesting to examine if if we have achieved that and I think it's very tricky to say Because it depends on your definition Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, a lot of those um, Sports administrators, coaches You know, some athletes uh, We spoke to as well They all point to different factors But generally, infrastructure You know, world-class events Hosting world-class events High performance Community participation All these factors, you know Are are taken into account So, some say Yes, Singapore has become a sporting nation Some say, you know, we're getting there But yeah, I think it's certainly... uh, Right to evaluate the, the progress you've made over the years?
2: You know, I've been here for 12 years. Mm-hmm. I came here from Melbourne, and Melbourne is a pretty big sporting city. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to be like athletes and athletes so one of the amazing things about athletes is they're really positive people and I, I'm positive about this I mean it's easy to look at shortcomings but I think the progress that Singapore has made in 20 in 12 years has been remarkable mm. so not just the, you know the stadiums I think a lot to do is with attitudes you know so there are certain handicaps Singaporeans you know we are going to have in sport you know our size uh, is the size of the country because you the limits of your playing fields and mm. things like that and there are certain sports we, we are not going to be great rugby players for example. Mm-hmm. But the changes I've seen is one is in attitude. I've seen athletes, when I first came here, I found athletes very shy, very hesitant uh, to talk about, you know, their ambitions or mm. whatever. That I find has changed a lot. Okay, Athletes are a little bit more certain and I, you know, their body language and, and the way they speak, they're just a little bit more confident. And I think that's incredibly important. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. The other thing is that I find parents, even though this is always going to be an academic city, you know, we're always looking for the doctor, lawyer, engineer, whatever it may be, <laughs> right? But I feel parents are taking a few more risks with their children. Okay. I see some spawning kids who I know who are homeschooled. Some parents who are shifting to go abroad mm-hmm. for their children, but taking more risks. With, and the other thing, of course, is Joseph schooling. Yeah. So I think that basically what you need is when somebody wins a big medal, mm-hmm. right? I think it opens a lot of doors. It makes other younger athletes much more confident. I actually asked Amita Bhatia, who was uh, uh, she was the world uh, junior. Number one fencer just a little while ago in foil, and I asked her whether you know, even though she's a fencer, whether Josephs you know winning the gold had an impact on her. And she said, yeah, definitely. Mm. Makes me believe, Mm. and I think it makes parents believe, and then it makes the system believe. So many things happen. So look, I had a line in my copy saying, you know, you know, building great buildings are easier than building champions. Mm -hmm. Building champions is a very complicated process, Mm -hmm. and building a culture is a very complicated thing. But I'll tell you another small thing, and this is nothing to do with excellence. Mm. I remember when I first came here twelve years ago. I didn't see that many people running. Hmm. Now I mean it's impossible for me to go out any time of the day and not see people <laughs> running at lunchtime in the morning, at night, all the time. That's true. So you know I'm 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 optimistic about this. Mm-hmm. Well I believe as, as what
1: Sazali mentioned just now so I think I think the infrastructure is also plays, plays a big part. Huge. I mean it's infrastructure in Singapore over the last few years is really improved by leaps and bounds, I feel.
2: Yeah, I think, Sadali, you went in the evening, I think, to to, to the, the sports, sports hub and you, yeah. you, 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 may, you might want to talk about that.
0: Yeah, so basically, you know, sometimes people don't, don't realise this because they look at what's recent and they think, oh, you know, there's no connection to the sports hub mm. and, you know, it's, it's a lifeless um, and, you know, facility or whatever. But if you really look back at what the old National Stadium was, yes, it had some aura because of the Malaysia Cup, but... Mm every day you go down there at 6pm it's just darkness mm-hmm. you know it's just that big open park right. and you know grey <laughs> building which <laughs> is all fenced up nobody's inside Right. Uh, but you know I, I went to the sports sub uh, at the 100 plus promenade and, and there was uh, you know a rollerblader, you know set up cones you know and there endless number of joggers people doing uh, high intensity fitness uh, workouts uh, you know running up and down the stairs you know and stuff like that jumping here and there so yeah it, it is a, a, a vibrant uh, place to be in the mm-hmm. evening and I I guess it's a good
2: reflection of how far we've come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the key question is, Sazali, did you feel inspired to run? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I never have, uh, and uh, I don't foresee it anytime soon. Right?
2: <laughs> it may no sporting it. <laughs> culture happening here.
1: <laughs> well, it seems that like all of us uh, clearly believe that Singapore is already a sporting nation, but, but not yet a great one. I mean, in your opinion, what else needs to be done for Singapore to become that one great sporting nation? See,
2: one of the tough things is, I think, you know, one of the things I would see in Melbourne on the weekend when I was going to work is, you know, all these families, you know, all the kids in there. I used to love watch the kids and their team scarves or whatever going to watch you know so mm. they had Australian uh, football you know footy they had rugby they had football they have netball so you know you have your own leagues mm. and then you know you basically you cheer for this or that yeah. or whatever so we don't really have that mm. and in the small city maybe there's not enough talent and somehow the, the football league has never Become that big Mm -hmm. So that's always Going to be a Disadvantage for us Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So that's For me Is is one of the handicaps For example
0: You asked What we need to become A great sporting nation I Mm -hmm. actually believe We have not yet arrived As a sporting nation Because You know for me Again like I said Go back to to What we said When we ask people It depends on their definition For me The definition Of a sporting nation Would be where Sport is an important part Of most people's lives Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I feel right now You know it's an important part um, of some people's lives. Mm. So I think that's that's one thing. It has to be sort of tied in with what Rosie yeah, says. What you I know, know you need to you need yeah. to watch, you need to consume, you need to participate. Yeah, correct. I may not run but I still <laughs> play football like every every week. So you know that yeah. that kinda of thing, you know you, you need to have you need to have it in your in your in your in your veins uh, I guess. You right, know? And, right. And the other thing is also behaviors. You know, mm-hmm. for example, you know I, I love to cite this example which is you know a football match it kicks off at seven thirty. Mm. Singaporeans will come at seven thirty. Yeah or maybe even uh, at seven forty five yeah, correct <laughs> yeah. so so you know even if it's a Suzuki Cup final which right. we have seen before right. the stadium only fills up 10 15 minutes into the game sure. so that that's you know to me indicative of you know a country that sort of doesn't understand mm-hmm. you need to be there you know the or you should. festive, yeah, festive actually the mood.
2: best part is the anticipation before <laughs> yeah, yeah you, know, you, you, be you look excited. at the players warm yeah. up you yeah, can yeah.
0: feel the, the atmosphere Sort of building <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know so as people trickle into the stadium so yeah but
2: related to that i would think one of the things that i i wish singaporeans would do more is go to watch sport. Yeah, because I understand that not all the sport is world class sport, mm-hmm. but I think if you love sport, you go and watch any sport. I have watch under 16, under 18 stuff, juniors or whatever. Mm-hmm. Competition is always intriguing mm-hmm. and interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think athletes always do better or feel better if you if they have an audience.
1: That's right. Well, if you like the Straits Times, are spot on uh, right here, Money FM or Game of Two Halves. You can listen to us live on Money FM Monday around about 5:15, or or you can subscribe to Game of two halves on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, or Spotify and like us give us a rating. And now moving on to the second half of our ST uh, Sports uh, Podcasts where we turn our attention overseas, especially right now, we're looking at the English Premier League. Well, there were some major changes over the last uh, few weeks. Arsenal sacking Unai Emery, uh, Spurs getting rid of uh, Maurizio Pochettino, and Everton also ditching Marco Silva. In their places have come Mikel Arteta, uh, Jose Marino, Carlos Ancelotti what do you make of all these uh, changes Azali Azali Good moves for Everton
0: and Arsenal, but you know I think Spurs press the panic button. I think Everton needs someone like Ancelotti. They haven't really brought in someone with that profile, you know, winner, proven, um, you know, manager. And if they're going to back him with uh, some resources, I think it's a good short-term boost for them. For Arsenal, I think it's it's good uh, if they decide to stick with Ateta for at least two years. Let mm-hmm. him, you know, sort of try and rebuild the squad. You know, have time to work with them, of course. So that's a good potentially a good long term uh, appointment uh, and again like I said for Spurs I think it's a bit disappointing to see them press the panic button and, and, and get rid of Pochettino you know less than halfway through a season and and just a few months after he led them to the Champions League final uh, and and if you look back at the five seasons he had at the club he took them to unprecedented uh, places you know mm-hmm. he, he mm-hmm. never won silverware, unfortunately but he, he took them to cup finals he took them to uh, Champions League uh, For a couple of seasons And You know The club were really Growing under his charge And uh, You know it's, it's a bit disappointing To Especially after they Moved into a new stadium And everything right. and he, You know He barely lasted Half a season At, right. at the new stadium So right. Yeah that's, that's very disappointing On that end
1: Well the Premier League uh, Half term actually Falls uh, On Boxing Day Which is like uh, Two days from now With yeah. all the 20 teams Should have played 19 games So let, let's look at Your crystal ball right now uh, What are some of your Predictions uh, for, the, for the rest Of the season To me, I think the
0: current top four will still... Finish in the top four. That, that's one prediction, and, and and the other thing, I think Oli Gunnersolsha will stay the entire season with Manchester United. All I right. don't think. I I get the feeling the the Manchester United board uh, will show patience, mm. will back him for for the January transfer window. I know a lot of people uh, are saying that you know he's he's gonna go out. You know they they lost to the the last place team mm. Watford. You mm. know of course it's a disappointing result, but I can see you know what he's sort of trying to build at the club, and I I, I think. The management at the club Sees that as well And, and you know It should be a long term thing And, and they, again Shouldn't press the panic button
1: mm-hmm. too, too soon So I, I may have missed it Did you say that Liverpool, Liverpool will be up there? Oh yeah Oh yes Oh <laughs> my god How could I, I leave The leader <laughs> no, no, you, no, no, you, no, you did You did, yeah. you did. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay Okay Moving on to a, a far less pleasant Aspect of football Very quickly right now Chelsea of course Had a timely return to form By beating Spurs uh, 2-0 uh, But the match was marked By the ugly incident When uh, Antonio uh, Rodiger Claimed that he was A victim of racist abuse By the home fan and uh, uh, this is also partly Because of the European Football racism That's really uh, coming on And taking on a big uh, form In uh, Europe recently uh, Why is that so? Any thoughts?
2: Any comments? I mean, I think that The, the problem is I think uh, The world is like this now mm. I mean, I think that You know uh, The debates among Political parties All over the world I mean, the debate Has become coarse I think mm. name-calling Has become normal I think prejudice, prejudice And bigotry is out there And I think that Football is not a vacuum You know It's yeah. going to reflect what happens in society. But it's awful. I mean, for me, it is just one of the most offensive things uh, that I can think of. You know, I spent most of my life, you know, I was, I'm writing this in a column today, you know, reading about the great battles fought by black athletes, by Muhammad Ali, by Arthur Ashe, by Jackie Robinson. So many of these people did, you know, there's such terrible, terrible things they had to endure. I know mm-hmm. they were tennis players. They're not even allowed to get into the changing rooms of clubs. You know, they had to change clothes in the car, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. it was awful. You'd think that we managed to progress to some point point where we understand that, you know, on a field, it's only skill that matters, you know, and the only colour that should matter is the colour of your shirt, right, right nothing else, right, right, and you know, and that we're still doing this, so I believe, you know, the people I think who, who have to fight this are fans, the good fans, mm-hmm. they have to fight this, you have to be involved, if you love this game, then you better fight for the honour and the nobility and the decency of this game, and I think that's really important.
1: Okay, so Zali, very quickly, any of such incidents in Singapore football?
0: Yeah, I think over the last decade Just a couple of incidents And, and you know, in one case uh, The player was found guilty Of, of being offensive Towards a player of African descent yeah, it, Again, just to, to echo what uh, Rohit has said It's just, it's terrible The world is so divided You know, divisive politics Have emboldened people And, you know, should be no place for it in sport
1: Okay, so that goes to find the whistle For our sports discussion of the week We hope you enjoyed listening to us uh, Glad to have you all in the studio Thank you, Rohit and uh, Zali yeah. Right here, Money FM eighty nine point nice, three.
0: That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online.